Oh shit, are we recording? What's up? This is the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. I am your host, Ellie Blake, and this is a place where we discuss getting your shit together. Why? Because the more people on the planet getting their shit together and being the best version of themselves means the less assholes there are. I'm down for that. Are you down for that? All right, let's go. Hello, beautiful humanoids of planet Earth. Welcome back to the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. It's me, Ellie Blake, doing it solo dolo today. You know, just like talking to myself in a closet. It's cool. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. So today's episode is going to be more of me talking about shit that no one likes to have conversations about. Let's talk money. And I have to give credit where credit is due here. You guys have heard me talk about her before. Jen Sincero. I said her name right this time. I fucking hope so. (laughs) She's an author. And a lot of this episode is going to be talking about the concepts that I learned from her book called You Are a Badass at Making Money. This book changed the fucking game for me, guys. It was a complete shift in mindset that I truthfully didn't even know that I needed. Plus cuss words. So thank you for that, Jen. If you hate reading or think reading a book about money is going to be boring as fuck, think again. Or at least, you know, like pick up the book and read the first few pages before you decide it's not for you. (laughs) So I know for me growing up, I heard things like money is the root of all evil and mo money, mo problems. And just this idea that rich people are all greedy assholes, like those kind of vibes. I'm sure you guys have heard these things too. Now, let's question that belief because this is what adults do. They question shit. So is it true? Is money itself inherently evil? Well, no, money is a piece of fucking paper. And before we had money, it was a barter system. If I wanted some potatoes, I might I don't know, make someone some clothes in exchange for potatoes. But now we have money, which makes it easier to get the goods and services that you need or or that you want. It made things easier for us in that sense. It's more convenient for me to give someone a couple bucks for a sack of potatoes than spend the time sewing or knitting them clothes. So is it evil to barter a skill or exchange some money for a good or service that you need? No, unless you're hiring someone to commit a homicide. Now, an exercise that Jen has the reader do in this book is this. Think about money as if it were a person. What would you say to them if you wrote them a letter? My letter was something like, I love you. I want you around me all the time, like as much as possible. But also you stress me the fuck out and I'm scared of losing you. Like, I need you, but I also hate you at the same time. Wait, like, but please stay, please. So basically I sound like a psychopath. I mean, can you imagine if I was saying this shit about an actual human or or someone that I'm friends with? And why does this even matter how you feel about money? What difference does it make? It makes all the fucking difference, my friend. Here's why. You know that perpetual broke friend that you have? 
the one you just stopped inviting to do things like go out to eat or go see a movie or whatever. Why? Because they're always going on about how broke they are and how they can't afford it. And guess what? They're right. They can't afford it. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh shit, it's me. I'm the broke friend. (laughs) It's time to flip that shit. Can you truly not afford it? What will happen to you if you spend $30 at dinner with a friend? Will you lose the roof over your head? Will you not be able to make your car payment? Probably not. And if the answer is truly yes, then instead of sitting here and and saying, I can't afford it, I can't afford it, why don't you flip that shit and instead ask yourself, how can I afford it? And that little shift right there, like that's just going to get your gears turning. I remember when I was a kid, my parents wanted to take us all to a water park and they didn't just have the extra money. So what did we do? We scrounged the house. We flipped that motherfucker upside down looking for change. We found enough quarters, nickels, dimes, pennies, probably a half dollar here and there, a Sacagawea coin, you know, just <laughs> laying around. We found this shit and, and we funded the trip. We went. I mean, maybe my parents added, added in looking back on it. But I mean, fuck, you guys get the point. And I'm not saying like, don't save your money. Fuck it. Just go blow it when I like whatever you feel like buying. But I am saying your money is of absolutely no value to you when your cold, dead body is six feet in the ground. Facts. Okay. And here's another thing, too, just to go back to potentially you or your broke ass friend. (laughs) Think of how much time is spent on not spending money. You know, I mean, you could be like an extreme couponer. I don't know. But even just the time a person can spend just sitting there stressing out about money. You know, what if instead you spent this time focusing on how to bring in more money? Instead of just hoarding and saving as much as possible, why not just obtain more? It's easier said than done, right? I get that. But it's more beneficial to you to sit there and ask, how can I get more? compared to like, how can I hoard this as much as possible? And it's a different vibe, energy, frequency, whatever you want to call it. Saving, saving, saving is putting you in this scarcity, desperate mindset. And that's just straight up not helping anything. I used to live paycheck to paycheck and I was so fucking tired of it. You know, just tired of the excuses, tired of missing out on things that I wanted to do. I felt like I was missing out on life and I was. But instead of sitting around and playing victim and whining, crying, stressing about it, which I did for a long ass time, I finally took some action. And again, you know, full transparency here. I'm not rolling in the dough. I will be one day. (laughs) But let me tell you guys, I will do so much fucking good with my money. So let's dive into the rich people are assholes theory. Again, is it true? Is it true that Many rich people are, in fact, assholes. Yes. But is it also true that there are rich people who are not assholes? Yes. So if you're worried that you can't be rich because then you'll just be, you know, one of the assholes, then guess what? You already are an asshole. Case closed. But if you're not an asshole, think of how many good things you can do with a lot of money. Think of all the mouths you could feed, the people that you could educate, 
the causes you could support. Like it goes on and on. I have dreams of one day owning a badass uh, like community center event space type thing, you know, just like a hangout spot. It's open to everyone and there's cooking classes and pottery and art classes and, and live music and yoga and a library and workshops on financial literacy and how to build your confidence and, and resources to help you learn a skill or educate you on a topic. And tacos, there definitely will be tacos there. But it, this kind of thing is going to take a lot of money. I mean, the staff has to be paid and paid well because that's important to me. But here's just an example of good things that money can do. You know, like look at GoFundMe. I think about this shit a lot too. If I had a lot of money, no, let me rephrase that. When I have a lot of money, I plan on going on GoFundMe and just paying in entirety for, for some random stranger who needs help with something anonymously because I'm not in it for the street cred. I'm in it to help somebody because I can, because I have the money to. And that's what humans should do. We help each other. We lift each other up. We support one another. Another thing I think about a lot is, is just giving back to people in the service industry. You know, I worked in it for since I was 15 years old. And when this episode comes out, I'll be 30. Holy fuck. So literally like half my life I've been in the service industry. So, I mean, I'm already a good tipper, but I would love to, you know, have a $50 tab and tip the cool ass server 500 bucks. Like that would make me feel really fucking good. So what is it for you? Like what kinds of things would you do if you had hella cash? Think about it for a minute. Write it down if you feel inclined. And now ask yourself, do these things make me a rich asshole? No. Rich assholes were assholes before they got rich. Let me say that again. Rich assholes were assholes before they got rich. And now let's talk about the elephant in the room. It starts with a P. Penis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's privilege. I am very privileged. Growing up, my parents had a happy and healthy marriage. That is a privilege. They still do, by the way. That's another privilege. Another thing is, is my parents, they gave a shit about my grades. They, they pushed me to do well in school. A's and B's were the expectation. Unfortunately, there are plenty of parents out there who do not expect certain things in behavior from their children. So it kind of starts there. Like if they're not pushing you, who's going to? So that's a privilege that I had somebody to push me. My grandfather, he paid for almost all of my college. It would have been completely paid for if I hadn't fucked off so much. Privilege. At a young age, I knew about things like investing and the stock market. Privilege. And I'm not going to turn a blind eye to one of the biggest privileges that I have. I am a white woman. Okay? That is a fact. Being white is a privilege. Think of it this way. And there have been studies to prove exactly what I'm about to say. All right, picture this. There's two virtually identical resumes. There's mine for Elizabeth Blake. And then there's another one. No, let, let's say this one is even like better than mine, okay? They have more experience. They have more education, more certifications. Like it's better than mine. But this person's name is Daquan Jones. Statistically speaking... I am more likely to get the job over Daquan, even though he is more qualified than I am 
simply because of our names. It is racist as fuck. And unfortunately, this is the world that we live in today. I mean, personally, I don't think your name should even be on your resume. What the fuck does that matter in the hiring process? But hey, that's just me. And I say all of that to say this. Yes, I acknowledge my privilege. I understand that I started off on a different playing field than most people. But that absolutely does not mean it's impossible for a less privileged person to see financial success. You're just going to have to work harder and you're going to have to want it more. Not only that, it's not enough to sit there and want it and dream about it and say, okay, God, universe, whatever, like, I'm ready. (laughs) Show me the money. You have to do something. You have to go from wanting it to actually doing it. And that is the shift. That is the secret sauce that people don't want to acknowledge. You're never going to get to this point if you don't get over the false narratives that you've told yourself about money for your whole life because you grew up hearing it, because that's how you were raised. You know, how many times as a kid did I hear, we can't afford it? You know, if that's what you were conditioned to believe, that at some point you have to change the script. We interrupt this sweet-ass podcast episode for a message from our sponsor. What's up, you fucking perverts? Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Don't fuck it up. If you need a card that says something like, roses are red, violets are blue, sit on my face, or thanks for all the orgasms, head over to AsToldByLA.com, where you'll find this shit and more. And as a listener of this podcast, don't forget, you get 15% off with the discount code WAFFLES. Ooh. And now back to the show. A big one for me was the quote, money doesn't buy happiness. We've all heard this one, right? But is it true? Can money buy you happiness? I'm going to play the devil's advocate here and say, yeah, kind of. Because when you're broke as fuck and stressed out worrying how the electric bill is going to get paid or your kid really wants this toy and you have to tell him we can't afford it, like that sucks. That's not a good feeling. So I'm going to argue that having enough money to be comfortable and not worry about if you have enough to put food on the table and roofs over people's head is a happier place than the alternative. Am I saying that if you could just buy that Ferrari, you'll be happy? No, because this isn't even about money anymore. It's now become materialistic. And materialistic things in the long run are not what makes you happy. But having a safe home and being able to provide for your family, that's a good start to being happy. In in psychology, when I studied in college, we learned about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And there's there's five levels that a human needs that he describes. And the very first and most important one in order to advance to level two, if you will, is basic physiological needs. Okay, so this is what I'm talking about here with this money and happiness thing. That was a big one for me. Changing the script on this money doesn't buy happiness thing. I I changed it to material things don't buy happiness. So what is it for you? What's a script that you've been telling yourself and how can you rewrite that shit? Because, spoiler alert, (laughs) I'm going to tell you what it all breaks down to. If you're sitting there and you're like, this is cool and all, Ellie, but I'll never get there. 
Like, it's not in the cards for me. Tough love, but this is what I hear. I hear, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. And don't do that to yourself, dog. You are worthy. You deserve all of the things that you've ever dreamed of. You are capable of that shit. If you have to think outside of yourself here, like, then just do it. Do that. You know, think of what other people see in you. What do other people like about you? What potential do other people see in you? Now see that shit in yourself. You have to be your own biggest fan. Okay, no one's going to want it for you. No one's going to do it for you. It all comes down to you and what you perceive to be possible. So if deep down, you know, after you peel back all these layers, it comes down to you don't think you're good enough, then that's the challenge you have to overcome. That's the belief that you have to change. So how do we change this? You got to acknowledge, and not only that, you have to appreciate how truly unique and special you are. You got to find your purpose. We're all born with our own interests and hobbies and natural talents, and it's not for no reason. And the best part is that when you put all of this shit to use, that's when you get to live your purpose. When you're doing things that give you purpose and make you feel good and are things you care about, it's putting you at a higher frequency to attract more good shit. You know, think about it. Like, when you have it in your mind that, okay, I'll use myself as, as an example here. <laughs> when, when Ford changed the body style of their escape back in 2008, somewhere around there, I was obsessed. It was my favorite car. I had to have it. And you know what happened? I started seeing Ford Escapes everywhere. Were there, were there any more Ford Escapes around me that hadn't been there before? No. They were always there. But now I had an eye for it. And I would see them all over town, like everywhere I went. So that kind of energy is what I'm talking about when I say you have to raise your frequency to attract better things for yourself. And for the record, I did get that Ford Escape in 2012, and I still have that bitch today. Black Betty, I love you. <laughs> I sincerely apologize for all of your reconstructive surgeries, but you look great, doll. Now let's get back to this money shit. Your gifts, your talents, your interests, things that you care about, you know, topics that you fall into a fucking rabbit hole watching videos about on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. Don't ignore those things. Those things light you up for a reason. And look, I'm not saying that just because you're good at painting means that you were born to be a painter. End of story. But think of the other aspects that go into the painting. Are you good at mixing the colors? Are you good at painting clean lines? Are you good at marketing your painting so that it sells? Are you good at teaching other people how to paint? And like, not only are you good at it, but do you enjoy it? And what other areas of your life can you apply that to? And then go further and ask yourself, how can I monetize this? So I'll use myself again here as an example to, to show you exactly what I mean by this and, and how I personally did this. I've always loved being creative. I've always been a little rebel. I've always loved making people laugh. You know, from a young age, I loved making silly videos and tape recordings with my friends, like fake commercials and stuff just to be funny. 
I've always been very sarcastic with a dry sense of humor. One of my biggest talents is writing. And conveniently, I'm the fastest typer that I know. Am I passionate about typing fast? No. (laughs) But that's a natural skill that I have, and it aids my ability to write. Another thing people will tell you about me is that I've always been very thoughtful. And when I was younger, it looked like, oh, you're having a bad day. Like, here, I picked you some flowers at recess. And then when I got older, it was like, hey, we're all rolling balls on Molly right now. Let me pass around this water to make sure everybody's fucking hydrated. (laughs) I'm not telling you guys this to be like, oh, look at me. This is how great I am. Like, I'm so fucking awesome. I'm telling you guys this shit because I started a business where I make ridiculous shit-talking greeting cards and sell them on the internet. So the sense of humor, the rebel in me, you know, the writing skills, the want to cheer people up and make them smile. I followed all of those little breadcrumbs and it led me to where I am today. Looking back, it makes perfect sense that I ended up doing this. So that's what I encourage you guys to find for yourself. You know, ask yourself those questions. What am I naturally good at? What do I like to do? What is something that when I do it, I get totally lost in it? Because, you know, living your purpose, it's not supposed to feel like work. And when you find this, like whatever it is for you, you truly never work again a day, like a day in your life. I know this shit sounds corny, but it's true. Do you guys think that it feels like work to me when I'm sitting there designing greeting cards and like, (laughs) you know, I made a Valentine's Day card that says rearrange my guts. (laughs) It doesn't feel like work. So the last thing I want to add here you know, before I drop this mic is all we have is the present moment and we can't go back and we can't hit fast forward. And the beauty of your subconscious mind is it does not know the difference between this shit. So if your goal is to be, you know, a big ballin' millionaire, just start acting like one. I'm not saying, like, go max out all your credit cards and spend reckless amounts of money, like, oh, my millions are coming, hello, Birkenbag. No, I mean, like, how does this person talk to themselves? How do they care for themselves? What are their beliefs and values? Like, are they confident? Are they a go-getter? Or do they just lay around on their ass all day? So if I haven't convinced you by now that this whole money thing has to start with your mindset, then... I'm sorry that I just wasted like the past 20 minutes of your life and you'll never get that shit back. That's it for another episode of the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys like what I'm doing here. If not, then live your life, man. Set yourself free from my voice. I mean, why have you even gotten this far? (laughs) But If you know someone who would enjoy listening to this, please share this episode with them or post it to your story. Or you can go fucking bananas and run around town telling everybody that you run into. And then leave this podcast review because it really helps to get the word out there and help other people find this podcast. So that's it. That's my plug. Be a good person by leaving a review. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys in the next one.